All right, Ambush, I just have to add a small little note before we start today's interview here. I made a mistake by not asking our guest how to actually pronounce his name, and he was so polite that he didn't actually correct me until the end of the interview. So when you hear me say AJ, what I should be saying is AJ. So our guest today is AJ Freeze, and with that out of the way, let's go! The Desert Tiger Podcast. All right, Am Bush, we are here today with an artist who you may have seen his face grace your screen on a little uh, streaming service and known as Netflix in a couple of different series there. He has also been in movies like Riot Girls, but of course we're not here to talk about his acting here today. We're actually here to talk about his transition into the wonderful world of music. We are here with one AJ Freeze. How is it going today, AJ? It's going awesome, Colton. Thanks for having me. Ah, it is an absolute pleasure. As soon as the email came my way, I was immediately stoked. And then as soon as I heard the tracks, I was even more excited. Sweet. You've heard them. That's great. (laughs) Ooh, I was uh, jamming them out like right before the interview, getting ready, getting the vibe. So I am right ready to go into things. And of course, I would love to lay a little bit of a foundation here. For the audience, because of course, as I mentioned, you worked a little bit in the world of acting inside of film, but of course, now we're here with music. So the first thing I would love to know is what was the decision to sort of make that transition? Was this something you were wanting to do for a long time or did the motivation just suddenly strike you and you're like, you know what, let's do music? You know, Colton, when I was when I was three years old, the first thing that I wanted to be was an orchestra conductor. And I would walk around the house with, a, with chopsticks and I'd like wave them like a conductor does. And just growing up, I'd always be singing. Like some kids are doodling all the time on their notebooks and I would always be humming and singing and just making up melodies. And it was just kind of my default. So I actually think in a weird way, music led to acting originally, just being inclined to join theater and stuff because I love performing so much. Wow. So in reality, it's actually the opposite of what I had anticipated here. So you got into acting and really it's just now we're returning to the world of music. Exactly. I mean, it's always been my dream all throughout my all throughout the last decade, really, to release an EP or an album. And I've probably had about five plans to do so. I actually had a band in high school called Close the Bombay Doors. And we released an EP of songs that I had written onto Spotify and everything. But this is my first ever solo release. And so, yeah, pretty excited. Okay. Okay. So how do you exactly uh, go about like doing this? Because of course, over the last couple of years, like when did you begin to put this wheel in motion? Well, these songs on this EP are actually the first one I wrote back in grade eight. And it's called Blackberry. And that's actually a crazy story about a time when I I was in middle school and I accidentally set fire to a hill behind my house. And luckily no one was hurt. The firefighters got there really quick. But I was left pretty deeply impacted, I think, at least for a few months by the intensity of it all. And so I sat in the back of my middle school science classroom and and I wrote track one on the EP called Blackberry. 
And then the most recent song I wrote uh, during the pandemic. So it's, it's kind of actually a culmination of some of my favorite songs I've written over the past decade. Oh, wow. So not so a little bit of old, a little bit of new. So I guess like with that debut, quite a few life experiences to uh, be collected, to be shared here. Exactly. Mm, awesome. Awesome. So when exactly did you start to get into the studio to put the project together? Because I know that the first single was released at the beginning of 2021. And it's been a little bit of a weird last two years in terms of recording. So were you able to get into an actual studio before everything shut down? Like, what was the recording process like here? Yeah, well, I actually recorded all these songs, but one I recorded pre-pandemic in New York City. And that was wicked. We recorded Jasper, as you said, which was released in January. That was my first single. And the response to that has just been overwhelmingly awesome. I'm super stoked that people are liking that song. And Sirius XM has been playing it, CBC Radio. But yeah, I recorded in New York City with just this team of like kick-ass session musicians, like people who literally play with the, the greatest musicians of all time, like John Bon Jovi, uh, Bruce Springsteen, Cindy Lauper, the Black Eyed Peas, like their session musicians are the people playing on my record. And so that was just a completely dream come true, surreal experience to be recording in. New York City in late 2019 recording these tracks. Wow. So you have, uh, like you mentioned, quite the instrumentation, quite the musicians on this album. And you also had the opportunity to work with Grammy Award winning producer Everett Bradley for this EP as well. Yeah, I, Everett's actually, uh, my dad and him were really good friends in their 20s because Everett was the entertainment at a restaurant that my dad was a waiter at. And they stayed in touch. And then Everett and I have always really connected musically. And he's always known my songs and how I've been into music. And so he offered to produce the EP. And of course, I was like, hell yeah. You have to jump at that opportunity. And that's crazy, like just a small world. Because like some people might presume like, oh, he's been in the entertainment industry. Maybe this was a connection he made. I was like, no. My dad served at a restaurant in his 20s and is like, oh, what? what? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. Wow. So what exactly did Everett bring to this production? What are some of the secrets that maybe you were able to learn from Everett with your time together? Oh, man. I mean, I, as I said, I wrote all these songs. And then I when we made the decision to record the EP, I flew to New York. I stayed at Everett's apartment and we just worked for like eight days straight pouring over like 15 or 20 of my tracks talking about what we hear them sounding like talking about the instrumentation we would make demos on his computer with midi instruments which is like the fake instruments uh just mapping it all out and just the experience he brings with just kind of helping guide me he really let me kind of take a lot of the, the steering wheel in terms of the arrangements and instrumentation and stuff but he would totally just help guide me. And I don't know, he just brings so much experience to the table. One of the things he really taught me though, and this whole process taught me was to not be too much of a perfectionist because with music, if you perfect everything, then you take out the, the human feeling. And then just subconsciously, I think the listener connects to it a little less. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And then sometimes like the human feeling, sometimes that initial idea you were trying to get across, it just becomes muddled and all of these other things. And very true. Sometimes it's just better to go with the true beauty. Yeah, absolutely. 
Awesome. So, of course, I want to jump into the true beauty of some of the tracks that come off of this upcoming EP, some of them that have already come our way. You mentioned the first song that came out in January here in 2021 with Jasper. So, hey, I want to know, what was it like to finally have your first song as a solo artist out into the world? And B, what does Jasper mean to you? Jasper is a really special song to me. I wrote the relationship. I mean, I wrote the song about a relationship a few years ago, and it's, it's kind of about that stage in between where you're brokenhearted, but you're starting to fall in love with someone new. And as a result, like the broken heart suddenly feels okay because it's you've entrusted it to someone that you that you trust and love. And so it's kind of about that experience. So it's kind of a happy love song about being brokenhearted. And just releasing that, and it's also kind of like this folk lullaby type genre. Just releasing that was amazing. I mean, I think I was hoping to kind of get my dad asked me when when we were at the ski hill right before releasing it. He's like, what would you be kind of happy with in terms of streams? And I was like, maybe I didn't really know what to expect. I was like, maybe like 20,000 eventually, like after a year would be really cool to have. And right now it has like, it's about to hit 80,000 on Spotify and it has like 50,000 on YouTube. And it's been playing every day on Sirius XM for the past like five months on channel 14, the coffee house. So, and I've just received some really incredible DMS about it from people who have really connected with it. feels pretty special. No doubt for sure. It's to have that reception on your first track to not only blow away your thoughts of what things would happen in terms of reception, but also to get radio play and to know that your song actually touched people and reached people and they have they got their own little thing that they got to take from it and maybe it helped them heal because it's a breakup song. I mean, obviously there's a lot of healing there, whatever they took from it, right? Yeah. So I got a message actually the other day. Uh, the song is about this town called Jasper in Alberta and someone's planning a road trip there with their dad because of the song. <laughs> And they were asking me uh, suggestions on places to go. (laughs) That is fantastic. Yeah. Like you said, like I say, you never know what someone will take from a song. And hey, if if you take the Jasper's a cool place to go on a road trip, it's not wrong. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I love that. I love it. And I also love the collection of sounds, of genres, of energies that go into this EP here. Because you mentioned that with this track, Jasper, it's a little bit more of a folk one. But you also mentioned another track earlier, Blackberry, the first track off of this EP, which definitely comes with a different uh, vibe for sure. Yeah, that's like a, it's almost reminiscent of the, of the alt rock of like the late 80s, early 90s, like R.E.M., Yes, very, very much is so. And I'm a very big fan of that scene because that's about the time that I myself was born. So uh, definitely something I was grooving to. So thank you. You mentioned that you wrote this song all the way back in grade eight. So like, did you just have the paper stored away somewhere like really special and held on to? Like <laughs> you have like a your song like writing tote somewhere just to like protect these things. How did you keep this thing safe for all this time? I mean, black, I typically I remember lyrics and melodies really, really well. I can't remember what the walls in my room are painted, 
but I can remember lyrics and melodies <laughs> super well. And I mean that seriously about the walls in my room. I can tell you. I mean, all throughout my teen years, I, I was performing. I had that band Close the Bombay Doors. I was playing like Battle of the Bands at high schools and stuff, playing in the park at Potlocks. And one of the songs I would often play is Blackberry. And it was just kind of a family and, and friend favorite. And uh, people, yeah, my family just really liked it. And so I decided to, to put it on the EP. And I'm, yeah, decided to make it track one, I guess. Mm, so it's just been with you this whole time then? Yeah, exactly. Ah, okay. Pa- stored nice and tightly in the back pocket, ready for when the time yeah. came. And now it is finally coming very soon. And of course, we're recording this interview before the actual EP does release. So I have the thankful knowledge to know that there's also going to be a music video that comes along with a BlackBerry here on the release day of the EP here. And it also happens to be directed by somebody who you happen to work with inside of the film world beforehand. So tell us a little bit about like the video for BlackBerry here, what you guys were trying to capture, all of the magic that went into it. Indeed. I just want to make sure I'm allowed to, do you know when this is going to air? Uh, same day as the EP release. Okay, perfect. Perfect. All right. So the EP is out as of you listening to this, whoever you are. Today. Oh yeah. Woo. Woo. October 8th. And actually the music video. So I'm in a show on, on Netflix called Lost in Space. And I've been on, on all three seasons of it. Uh, our third season is actually about to air later this year. And I play the love interest slash friend of Penny Robinson, who's the middle child in the Robinson family. And she directed this music video. I went down to California and we, we went on these incredible sand dunes and she had this whole concept for this music video and we filmed it. And I can't wait for people to see it. It's actually going to be out, I think, on the 15th of October. Oh, okay. So a little bit afterwards then. Yeah. Okay. But if you want to see updates on it, you can follow my Instagram, which is at uh, FriendlyBrownKid. <laughs> and they should definitely go ahead and follow you on social media anyway, because this is just the debut EP. There's going to be a lot of more exciting things in the future that they definitely don't want to miss out on for sure, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely for sure so we've been talking about the build towards this album and of course with it coming out very soon by the time everyone's listening already is out october it's very close to the end of 2021 so what are the rest of the plans for this upcoming ep light a match then run as well as the rest of this year well, tomorrow, actually tonight, geez, tonight we are filming another music video for track six, Beauty So Raw, the final track on the EP. We're filming a crazy awesome music video for it tonight. It's going to be out in a few weeks. <laughs> super, super excited to that. It's going to be one take. And then I'm planning on going to Portugal because this music producer that I linked with during the pandemic, he's produced for like Nicki Minaj and David Guetta and stuff. So he has like amazing pop experience, but he also has like such an old raw soul and he really, really values like uh, down to earthness in music. And so he, we're kind of like merging extremely modern production with like very raw, authentic sounds and stuff. And so I'm going to be going to Portugal in a few weeks and 
I guess beginning work on my album. So the next, that sophomore already, that next project is already going to be in the works, keeping that music game going here. Indeed. Awesome. Well, I'm very excited to hear that. And I'm also very excited to hear what the future brings. But of course, that's the future. We already have a fantastic EP to hold us over to give us our listening pleasure for the time being. And I have had a fantastic time discussing it so far here with you today. AJ, I have one last question. Are you ready for it? Yes, I am. All right. So we have discussed your move back into the world of music, your first true love, I guess one could say, and your progression into it, being able to work to work with such incredible talent in terms of production, musicians, and crafting this debut EP, building it, taking songs from throughout your life. But what I would like to know now is through the last couple of years, through this process, how has it helped you grow or what has it taught you about yourself? I mean, music has always been such a big coping mechanism for me. It's helped me through every stage of life. You know, from processing the emotions of that fire to uh, every other metaphorical and real fire in my life. I mean, it's just, I can be feeling so shitty and then I turn it into a cool melody, a cool rhyme. And not only have I helped articulate to myself how I'm feeling, but now I have something to be proud of that I can sing to myself and so, and maybe sing to others. So it's pretty special to me. Very, very special indeed. I'm glad that you not only have this gift, but you're taking the time to make the most of it. A very important lesson indeed, and I thank you for sharing it, as well as the story of this new EP, Light a Match, Then Run, here with us today on the DTP. Thank you so much, Bolton. I appreciate everything. Oh, Ambush, thank you for tuning on into this episode of the DTP. Here with me, your host, Colton G, as well as our guest, Jay Freeze. I had a blast here today, and I hope you did too. And if you did, you can go ahead and check out Jay's brand new EP, Light a Match, Then Run, over on your favorite music streaming service. You can go ahead and check out his IMDb to see if he's been in any shows that you have watched yet already or something that you maybe want to check out. And you can also go ahead and follow him on social media to stay up to date with new music, new shows, heck, anything else that is going on in a Jay's world. I have to go ahead and thank Strut Entertainment for going ahead and setting this interview up. I have to thank German at YPEditor.com for making everything sound so good. Last but not least, I need to thank you, The Ambush, for tuning on into this episode of the show. If you've yet to join up with The Amp, no worries, because it's as easy as hitting the subscribe button on the podcast listening app or service you're using right now. And you can also help the show grow by sharing this episode, giving us a five-star review, and by heading on over to DesertTigerMerch.com where until tomorrow at midnight, yes, that's right, Saturday, October the 10th at midnight, 
you can use the code FOUR YEARS, no spaces, all capitals, FOUR YEARS to save 20% off your order because we're celebrating our four year anniversary of Desert Tiger. Go ahead, check it on out. Best part is looking's free. DesertTigerMerch.com. And with that, it's about time we say our bye-byes, but not before I tell you. Go out and find your roar and then let it out into the wild and let them know just how powerful, wondrous, and beautiful you and your roar are because you, yes, you, are all three of these things and oh so much more. And don't you forget it. And until next time, bye-bye, Am. The Desert Tiger Podcast.